the, I mean, the one thing I, I wouldn't say I figured out anything, but the one process that seems to be fruitful for us is, um, moving, moving with ease and sort of, um, dropping rigidity and tension around everything, whether it's playing with her or, you know, business or balancing things. It's sort of, if I, if I notice my, just my everyday movements are easy and graceful, then I know that I'm moving in alignment with myself. If I notice that I'm bumping into chairs more often then I know that I know something's going wrong in here and it's coming out in my body. So, I mean, that's the, the main how of how I like to share yoga is moving with ease and listening to yourself and moving in harmony and all these things. I, I mean, I think that's why I lead yoga because I saw so much of the older styles of yoga being really tense and rigid and you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it this way, you're wrong and respect this guru. And it was like the Catholic church for me all over again. Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Sanderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, it's Ariel Anderson, and I am out here in this mad world. Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, all beings and living things matter. And, uh, yeah. That's where I'm going to leave that for the moment. Let's just do better and be ourselves and allow other people to do the same. Uh, This week, we have an incredible uh, guest, Tara Stiles, and she just emanates that so well, that whole uh, reality that what we do with our kids matters, what we do with ourselves matter, and rippling out light to the community matters, and I think just being who you are that happens when you're on your own path, that happens, and uh, that's why I'm here. That's why we're here, here on Imperfect Parenting, is to remind you of that of who you are and what you are and what you uh, are drawn to. It, it matters, and so every week when I'm bringing in different stories, the idea is to inspire you and to remind you that, yeah, it might be imperfect or it might look perfect, but it's not. And just keep going and go for it. And even if it doesn't seem to make sense, keep moving forward. Have those massive, imperfect, creative actions. Just keep going and uh, let yourself fall down and, and stand back up and, and realize what is important and what isn't and what you leave behind, what you take with you. Just keep going. And as I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it to myself as well. There were a lot of rough weeks. This has been an insane repatriation and restart. And uh, we keep pressing reset each day, looking for a new version. And I'm encouraging you to do the same and doing that by reminding you that you can be a parent and on your path and being present, you know, be present with your own family and your children and your partner, you, it is possible. And that's what is, uh, you know, imperfect parenting 3.0 is all about that. Okay. It's about integrating it. Forget balance, (laughs) integrating it, integrating all these things together because that's who you are. That's your life. And, um, we're here to support that. So thank you for being out there in 64 cities, 800, no, 844 cities, 64 countries, and uh, for listening and being out there and creating this amazing community that we have, that you've made possible by being out there, by coming back and listening, by sharing. Thank you. Keep doing that. Sharing episodes that are helpful for other people, for showing up on Instagram at IP underscore parenting and where we have lives every Friday at 12 and support you in what you need. And if you have a question or something that is, yes, maybe just a moment. Uh, yes, just a moment that we, uh, you are trying to work with, you're welcome to send me a DM and I'm happy to work with that on a podcast, on the live, on the YouTube videos. Uh, where we're doing things from start to finish, from everything from getting pregnancy, uh, getting pregnant in, in midlife to you know being an entrepreneur, doing your own thing, and being a family. It's all inter- interconnected, and that's what's going to make you feel your energy, feel that fulfillment, and it's all about 
your health and, and vitality. And then it just ripples out and it ripples out and it ripples out and we just keep paying it forward energetically. So thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being who you are with your kids and growing them as they're meant to be. And today we have Tara Stiles. She's talking about Yoga Animals, which is a book that she and National Geographic collaborated on and incredible photos, incredible um, energy of the book. My daughter loves it. She just pulls it out and starts doing poses. It's fun. It keeps them engaged when you're doing other things. Yay. And uh, she's just an incredible uh, person. It was so hard to get off the phone. We were fast friends, uh, joyful, lovely, real, honest woman. And it's going to be in two parts this week. So this week is the main conversation and next week we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper. So I can't wait to share that with you. So here we go. So welcome Tara Stiles to Imperfect Parenting. Um, we just started our conversation, but I thought I'd just throw that in there for my husband to be able to know where to start. <laughs> awesome. He's my team, my editor. <laughs> I know the feeling. I'm in the same, we have the same situation going on over here. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why actually I was super excited. Uh, you know, um, I guess it's your agent contacted me and I was like, but is she a mom? I really want a mom. I'd like these oh, yeah. days. <laughs> I am so focused on letting other moms know um, that you can make things work and, and how different yeah. people are doing it so that it's not reinventing the wheel. And I know you have this exciting project and I want people to know more about who you are. So maybe before we kind of fully relax into a conversation, would you just let make people know who you are and what you're sort of excited about right now? Because there's you've been doing so many great things and and being a mom. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're all we're all trying to do our things and feel better. But yeah, I feel lucky. Uh, my name's Tara Stiles. I'm from I'm from a tiny town in Illinois, and I got into yoga through dance. And my first thought was, this is amazing. And my second thought was, why don't, why doesn't all my friends, why don't my friends do this? This is amazing. So I kind of stumbled into sharing this with, with some of my time and then all of my time. So my life really kind of got taken over by yoga, which, which, you know, I'm not too mad about. That's pretty good. So we started a studio. My husband and I started a studio together in New York. I met him at a yoga retreat. He was the the first straight guy that I met that did yoga. So I said, that's <laughs> it. You're stuck with me. <laughs> I had a lot of, you know, gay guy friends growing up as a dancer and they loved yoga, but I just, you know, I, I now there's more straight guys who do yoga. So I said, if it was a different time, you know, we'd have different, different paths, but no, it, it all worked out. So we, we started doing a lot of things together and sharing yoga and then sharing yoga in this way where it's less rigid and less forced and more about feeling good and moving with ease and, and yeah, bringing that into all of life. So, you know, I, I couldn't be happier because I feel like if I didn't have this practice, I, I would probably be a maniac. I mean, I'm a maniac, but even more of a maniac than I am now. It's so <laughs> funny with being a mom, you know, it's so funny you say that because my husband and I were just looking at each other. It's been a bit of a mad time, you know, for all of us, yeah. but we've actually started this before COVID started because uh, we, he lost his job. We changed mm. countries, continents after decades. And, um, you know, we were just looking at each other the other day and he's like, wait a minute, but we both meditate. We do <laughs> yoga or mindful practices and we're still going nuts. I'm like, yeah, imagine right. if we weren't doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scary. So you're in New York and yeah, are you? Yeah, we're, we're in Brooklyn. We're in New York. So nice. yeah, we're, I guess in the center of it. Although, you know, I think when you're in the center of any storm, it looks, it looks so crazy on the news, you know, we're getting lots of calls from friends and family, especially in the beginning when there's, you know, all of the pictures of the, the isolated streets and all of these things and all the numbers are so tragic, but you know, for most of the neighborhoods are kind of cleared out. Our neighborhood in Brooklyn, yeah. you know, when the weather's nice, everybody goes outside and then changes everything. You know, kind of just cross the street when you see somebody else, kind of thing. So we're all everybody's doing their best to to stay safe and to keep everybody else as safe as we can. But you know, we're just listening to the smart people and doing what they say. <laughs> so that's all we can do at this point. It's sometimes it's deciding who is the smart person <laughs> that oh, you follow yeah. is the is the trickiest thing for sure. I know, uh, I know there's a lot of information coming in. I think that actually in life, it's not just during these times. I mean, I think that's who do you follow? Who is your person? You know, whether it's a yoga teacher or somebody on the news or an expert, yeah. I think uh, it's such a, um, it's huge. You know, that's why I, I love bringing on different people who can 
show us in a more personal way who they are because I think that gives a chance for people to decide like there, there's so many yoga studios and there's so many yeah. people doing great things out there. How do you decide? And part of it is getting to know each other. I love that you put that video up last week. I guess it was, um, you know, welcome to my house. Come on over. And I thought, <laughs> oh, because that really actually helped me to feel more aligned. You know, we had already uh-huh. decided this was happening. I never quite got an answer from the go-between person. Is she a mom? Is she oh, not gosh. a mom? And then here you were. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it was no, but it's okay. I mean, I loved what, you know, this project that you're doing um, with National Geographic and yoga, which we'll talk about. But I, uh, I, I just, it actually um, helped the connection. So, you know, oh, when you're doing nice. something and you're putting something out in the world the way you are and you have been, um, any opportunity to be a little more personal in the way that's comfortable for you, of course, is... Uh-huh is great for us. You know, oh, that's what Tara's about. Oh, she's not just doing the positions and this and that, but there's her family. She's got the, you know, chaos of toys in the corner in her house too. And (laughs) she's, oh, she just put up a tent. Oh, I totally just put a, you know, a pile of stuffed animals, you know, for my daughter so she can go through them so that I can focus on a call or, you know, we all have our our ways of creating things, which is something I actually, uh, I know we have so many great things to talk about, but I would love to hear from you. How do you, you know, at any time, not just during these mad times, how are you uh, keeping connected with your daughter and at the same time, you know, keeping on your path, you know, and serving your uh, people? Well, I mean, yeah, now that I have you in my Rolodex, can we just call and talk all the time about this? <laughs> yes. Because this is like... <laughs> Something, you know, in the beginning of the quarantine here, I guess in the first few days, I started to feel like this immense guilt for enjoying this kind of stolen precious time. And I think, you know, I think everybody went through, it's like the 10 phases of COVID-19 if you're healthy and safe and in that kind of okay category, because, you know, so many people are losing their family and all of this stuff. And here we are, you know, making cakes and having a good time and, you know, yeah, like work went away and life went away, but you know, we're, we're okay. You know, they're not going to take away our, our house quite yet. So we're, we're in the safe camp, you know? So, you know, we're, we're fine in those, in those kind of, you know, immediate ways. So I started just feeling really guilty for having a lot of fun with her and then realizing, well, why weren't we doing this more? Uh, You know, she's in a little preschool and that's fine, but you know, we shuffle her around from, school to she comes with us to our in-person events and trainings in the studio and it's sort of yeah we're doing nice things we're doing yoga and feeling good and meeting people but we're busy 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 all over the place and um you know we kind of had this three-year plan to be less busy which is ridiculous (laughs) so you know my husband and I Mike were like the three-year plan is forced on us now the in-person has disappeared you know we've always had a balance of online and in-person and you know, we love seeing seeing people in person and we want to be able to do that again. But, you know, maybe we don't need to do that 10 times a year. We can do one or two things together and have it be, you know, more meaningful. So we're not running from Amsterdam to Berlin to London to Dubai and everything and kind of, you yeah. know, just going there because we can and people want to do it and people are excited and kind of, you know, letting ourselves be swept up with that, with that momentum and thinking, well, you know, we have a little one and this is only going to last for so long. She's not going to want to hang out with us in a year. So let's find a way to, to do the things that, that we, we need to do for work because we've committed and all of that, but also uh, realign, re- really have a gut check with our values. And, you know, it's, it's almost embarrassing to admit that, you know, this is, this is where we were working toward and now we're sort of forced to be here. So yeah, I've just been calling friends and trying to get that off my chest. And then, you know, I'm hearing the same things back in so many different ways, even friends without kids, friends with kids of different ages thinking, yeah, this is kind of a nice moment to reassess, you know, because you're, yeah. you're forced to look at yourself. It's like, you, you know, it's like you have an injury or something. You're forced to stay home. So. Well, and it's, it's the idea, especially when you're on sort of a mindful path, you know, with body and soul. And you think, I don't know about you, but... There was also some moments where I thought, I know this, like to stand still has been on the list, like let's stand still more. We also were moving around so much, you know, because Mm -hmm. we could. Traveling is amazing and it's a great thing to experience and have your children exposed to. And standing still is really important and I think that is definitely one of the biggest gifts and that's happened in all this madness, right? And there's there's the question that you said, it's like, 
why did we, why was this going to happen later? In fact, today I was on a, a training and I, I'm not going to remember the quote correctly, but maybe I'll put it down in the links or something. But there was something along the lines of like, we're putting right. off things until tomorrow, but you know, we have today, but there's no promise of tomorrow. Like there's no, we don't know if we have more time or how much time we have or what's going to, I mean, I think this is one of the things that slammed a lot of us in the face is like, whoa, I, when we just got back to the country, I was, there were so many people I wanted to see. And I'm like, okay, mm. next week. And now yeah. I think, oh, no, how long is it going to be before I see those people? Darn it. You know, I was doing some work or, you know, whatever. So it definitely puts things in perspective. I think if we could walk away with that, that mm -mm. truth of what are our most, what are our deepest priorities for our family, for our souls, for our, our community, our ohana, that would be, and be able to still, you know, find that medium place between where we were and where we are now that yeah. works. You know, you're still moving forward on things that matter to you, but maybe it's mm -hmm. a question of what does matter right now? Like, right. yeah, we want to travel, but maybe we also really want to connect with our friends and our family in a different way or whatever that, you know, shift is. It's Oh yeah. I think it's a huge, I mean, I've never personally had a, a near death experience. I've had family members that have, and they sort of wake up and I have an uncle his, we call him Oscar the grouch. His name is Norm, but he kind of, he's a farmer and he's always grouchy and he had a near death experience and he woke up not grouchy anymore at all. Loves everybody. He's doesn't talk about it. a very simple kind of, you know, soft-spoken guy. If he ever says anything, you lean in cause you know, it's going to be one of those good one-liners. But I feel kind of connected to that feeling now of, okay, let's let's go, let's do this, let's be really present. And I don't want to lose that feeling for myself because it feels like a, a new navigation in a way. And, you know, I was happy with the things I was doing before, but I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll admit that I was caught up in the momentum of, oh, this is working, let's keep going, like sort of riding in that ball of life a little bit. And, and instead of stepping back and saying, okay, is this really... Um, useful for me and for, you know, anybody else. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I totally know that where you kind of get rolling on something and then every once in a while I'll pause and say, but is this what they need? Wait, is this what yeah. I need? <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah. what about everybody, you know, you, you're looking around, you know, at who, who matters and, and what matters. And I think that pausing for that is um, mm. a great thing. If we could all incorporate that, you yeah. know, going we're, forward. I think we're all trying, you know, more we've often. all had that moment that you know Schedule if this doesn't in. make it happen I don't know whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know I that I I'm so curious you know um you know drama and tragedy aside like the the beautiful transformation that is so right possible and ripe right now yeah. like what could happen it's um pretty amazing how how are yeah. you what's the name of your daughter if you is that a oh yeah Daisy Daisy right you said Daisy yeah. Um, so how like right now when you're on this call where is Daisy or or if you have a mad moment how do you guys, yeah. what does she do to stay engaged while mommy is doing something yeah, else? Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully, I think it's probably really similar to, to your guys' uh, <laughs> domestic bliss. But, you know, I have my husband, Mike, and he's they love each other. So it's, it's, it's pretty equal with us. So they're right now in our bedroom kind of hanging out and reading books or playing. She has one of those water doodles where my, my mother got her this. And I, I thought, what is this? This is so boring. You put water on a paper and it disappears. But... She'll play with it. They, they, we play together with it for hours. So they're doing that. And she understands the concept of um, doing yoga with people inside the computer now. So, <laughs> and she calls things her work too. So she says, well, mama's going to do her work. Then I'm going to do my work. And she has her little tasks and her books and her stuff. So I love yeah, that. it's kind of, I don't know. She's, she's smarter than me. She figures stuff out. <laughs> I'm kind of in shock too I mean, with Ella. Like, really? You get that? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so does yes, she do yoga me. with you um, on the videos? And is this for the YouTube or are you talking about other, you're doing sessions with people? Yeah, sometimes. So, I mean, just in person, she's, she's been around, but you know, I know like before having a kid, how much a kid can steal focus in a room for yoga. So thankfully, again, Mike and I just trade off with her. She'll come in before and after. But, you know, I, I know a lot of yoga teachers do that and are comfortable with that. But I, I would just be too focused on her instead of the group. So I, I know where my boundaries are with that. But that's so <laughs> want smart. Everybody to, yeah. And some people hate kids, you know, yeah. or, or like there's been a lot of people, you know, our age in our community that are trying to have kids. So seeing a kid as a trigger or, 
you know, it, there's just a, a huge range of emotions that I've, I've learned through the years that a child can bring up, mostly joy and happiness, but, you know, in certain intervals of time. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and what you said about stealing the focus, it's, it's you know, kids have so much joy and there's so much going on, but you're right. There's so much internal stuff that can happen if, like you said, somebody's trying to have a kid or even you're just trying to focus and be present for that person, especially if it's a session. I know yeah. there've been moments when I've been in an interview and, and <laughs> or a conversation like this and it was all arranged that, you know, she was going to be doing something else and then she runs in and inevitably, in fact, last week I was talking to this man and he was talking about his, his wife dying. Like we were having oh a God. very deep moment and somehow she burst in and I... <laughs> You know, he has kids, so he knows, but it was yeah. just, you know, I get that very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. So. But so uh, you are, are you still doing your yoga with some clients then? Or if I'm understanding yeah, you well, so, or is yeah. this more for uh, YouTube that people can do online with their own families? Like you, you yeah, said a little I guess bit about kinda, that. Yeah, a little bit all over the board. So we have, you know, for Strala, that's our kind of yoga community, we have online training. So unfortunately, most of the events, all the events for this year are, you know, not happening. So we've we've moved everybody that wants to be moved online to online. So we're offering um, some some focus sessions for that. So it's been, they're doing the videos that currently exist for our online trainings. And then we're having a lot of kind of um, live sessions as well. So that's been nice. And then just for my own sanity, because I love doing yoga with people leading it, I started a really kind of corny Instagram every single day live at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Like, I'll be here doing yoga. If anybody wants to join me, join in. And that's been really nice to kind of set our schedule for the day, but also give me that fix of my own practice and then also kind of seeing people as well, even though it's just um, back and forth. But it's been really kind of an amazing community, people making friends on the, these kinds of platforms together. And so I've been just shocked out of my wildest dreams on like how how many bonds have have come out of that we ended up making a t-shirt for charity out of that out of the little community and i mean everybody's kind of figuring out these little things and these little moments that help help us all feel better and and then do better in the world so so yeah we're still doing all of all of the same things essentially except without the in-person stuff well that connection that you're talking about and that you're building and creating for people is is so essential and i think that um so when you're guiding the way on how that can happen, you know, a, a lot of people yeah. are, you know, sort of tech overwhelmed, have never been on Instagram, have never been on YouTube, whatever. And now they're trying to figure that out and build the connection. And it's so if there's somebody like yourself who's saying, who's just doing it, I'm showing up at 8 a.m. And this is how this is going to yeah. work, like making it seem more natural. Um, it it kind of the shoulders go down a little bit like, yeah. oh, OK, like she has a it's kid at home all right. and yeah. she's <laughs> trying to manage it, too. And wow, OK. And it makes a big, a big difference because I think there's so much overwhelm if I'm seeing from my my own circle, my even our mm -hmm. own house, if I'm honest. You know, there are so many moments where just juggling everything. It's not only, you know, the cooking and the beautiful moments. It's also there's other stuff that has to be managed in a totally different way. And yeah. so that's cool that you're keeping people connected because that's what people are missing. You know, we're having to walk in the street and avoid each other. It's like being I in know. Sweden. My husband is Swedish. And I said, oh, for Sweden, this is normal. People don't want to talk to each other. They're avoiding each other. So, of course, they don't have an issue right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean in Sweden, people are used to avoiding, your, you know, uh, each other. And we were just in Czech Republic and, and moved back here. And while we have some really lovely and amazing friends, the sort of average society isn't super warm, fuzzy, cuddly. And we were like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't big, wait to get back to Northern Cal. Everybody, yeah. you know, we can connect in. And then like, we were here for a minute and now we're like, Oof. okay, cyber hug. You know, you, we've had yeah. a couple moments and you can't get close. So that you're creating that connection through, um, through the internet, through your community uh, and keeping that going, even though they don't get to see you live and in person, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's so essential right now. I think people are feeling uh, so much. And on any day, you know, it's like that, you know, regardless of what's happening now. So um, what, what is more challenging inside of being a mom and, and continuing the connection in your um, yoga work and your new project, which I want you to talk about? Oh, all good. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, what are some of the challenges, like what, some of the most imperfect parenting moments for you where you, when it doesn't all align, like oh, how do you, how do you manage mean, that moment? <laughs> I have to ask you advice because, you know, she's going through and I think maybe some of this, I, I, you know, Mike and I, my husband were talking about 
anxiety and you know we do yoga we're like of course everybody's stressed but I don't experience like an like at least an overwhelming sense of anxiety and you know she hasn't seen her friends and there's this frustration there that she wants to go to Ellie's house and she wants to go to the park and you know she understands actually she she said something really cool she said the virus needs to go home to his house <laughs> like she gave it a gender and she said it needs to go home <laughs> so because I said you know when the virus is gone then we all can play again and that's what's happening there's a virus a lot of people are sick we can't touch anything so she knows what's happening she just accepts it as fact but I still think that there's a lot of you know I mean, I'm not a child psychologist, but I can see she'll she'll cry about something. And then once I kind of she simmers down a little bit and she'll just say, you know, through her tears, I just want to go to Ellie's house. I want Sam and Cloudy to come over. So I know she's not crying because I don't let her like take a knife out of the knife drawer. You know? <laughs> like, so we'll start with one thing that, you know, she can't do because it'll hurt herself. And then, you know, she gets frustrated, but then there's something under that. So you know, it's, it's for me, it's learning that, oh, is this just the terrible threes or the three major stuff? Or, you know, is there a better way that I can just sit and be with her? And for me, you know, how I'm handling it is just, and Mike too, we just sit on the floor, we wait till it's over, you know, we try not to give her a lollipop while she's crying, you know, (laughs) and then just wait until, no, (laughs) I know it's so hard because it works every time. (laughs) That's what he says. (laughs) Yeah. And just, you know, so I think those, those explosions that, you know, probably I'm just stuffing down at the moment (laughs) and it'll just release when we see people and we can hug and we can touch everybody. And I mean, in New York, we have the 7 PM clap. So people go on their balcony and, you know, like there's not a dry eye in sight and it's not like people are trying to be emotional or or the cameras are on. It's just, we're trying to hold it back and then it just comes out anyway. So (laughs) yeah, I think for her, all of those explosions are happening more often and you know, she's still eating healthy and doing the things. And I think it's just that anxiety and sort of dealing with what's happening in that way. So it definitely, I, I mean, not, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I, from my own experience and continue experience, cause my daughter is four, she's not, you know, 40, she <laughs> still has her moments. So yeah, I mean, I honestly think that it, it must be a combination. If, if Daisy's anything like Ella, there, there's a couple things that are probably happening. One which is, yeah, there's the three-nager or four-nager <laughs> thing going on. Um, but I think my experience is of, of sort of tantrums or outbursts is that they're, um, that's their way of dealing with stress, and mm-hmm. they definitely feel us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though, you know, like you said, you know, like you're, you're, you're managing and, you know, we're also disconnected from our own communities, but we're, we're you know, as moms and dads, we're... Uh, you know, we're trying to help our kids manage it as best we can. And sometimes that means not fully putting our emotions in the room, but they're always in the room and the kids yeah. feel it. And so, you know, we, we have three generations right now. We've got grandma who's 82 almost. And, you know, my husband and I'm going to be 50 this year and my daughter who's four. And there's a lot of energy in my, and uh, my grandmother, uh, my mom, sorry, grandmother. Uh, we always say grandmother all the time. So she doesn't understand, like she's in a different state of mind. It's been so long since she's been a parent, you know, mm-hmm. for a little one. She's like, why is she freaking out? I said, well, you know, you're stressed that, you know, there's a shoe in the middle of the hallway and my husband's stressed because he's trying to get something done, but there's no place to sit. And, you know, maybe I'm stressed because I'm managing all the personalities. So she's having an outburst and you might not have, you know, all those people in the house, but there's definitely, I feel like there's a vibe out in the world, whether even if you guys are managing it most days, mm-hmm. that, that comes in and there's, there's that's happening. So they're reacting to that for sure. And the other piece is I, I love, I love, love, love that you're honest with her. I have mm-hmm. some people in my circle who don't feel comfortable to be honest with their kids mm-hmm. about what's happening. And I think it makes it so much harder. We have mm-hmm. that too, where we make rituals cool. to make it easier to mm-hmm. go out in the world. Like I actually took one of her old pieces of clothing and believe me, this is, it's an ugly mess. It is not beautiful. I do not sew well. I like to sew, but I don't sew well. But I made her a little mask out of these like little pinky thing that she had. And I made it with the elastic that she wanted because we had stuff around and I made it her size and it something she loved. And we have that lavender spray. We have this sort of lavender spray that we, we make on our, the first thing I did was buy a bunch of lavender oil and I just add it with distilled water. And now she loves that ritual. Before we go mm. out and we go to a store, we spray our hands because we're not into the glove thing. And when we yeah. leave, we spray our hands. If we touch money, we spray our hands. I'm not a freak about everything. I'm more 
just doing some precautionary things without going nuts about it. We're not, yeah. you know, not leaving the house or something like that. Right, um, right. I mean, we do need to go to the organic, organic store and this and that, and she likes to be a part of that. So I think giving her the information and like you've done is, uh, it's so important. I think that um, they feel it. So you're at least yeah. helping her to understand that something's going on. Cool. Well, Where, that's good to hear. So that, right that is I mean, a big. I, I, I don't think I could. Up. I'm a terrible actress. <laughs> I don't think I could fake it with her. I have to just sit down. I mean, I I just talk to her like she's ever since she was you know in my tummy. I would just. I like talking to kids like they're people. It makes me feel because they're there's I feel like most kids are smarter than me, so I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> talk down to them at all. Like I know everything in the world. So yeah, we just kind of communicate. I mean, I, I keep her safe, I keep her out of the knife drawer and I don't let her jump <laughs> off the balcony, but you know, I'm her bodyguard, but that's you know, other than that, you know, we can well, do things together. <laughs> we align in that, uh, Tara, because uh you know, you watch different people's parenting styles. People do what works for them. But uh, I was a teacher, babysitter for years. I did the same thing. And then I was like, I wonder if I'll do the same thing with my child. And mm -hmm. it's slightly different, but definitely, um, yeah, talking. They, kids are so much smarter and, and able to manage and even learn how to be um, emotionally intelligent so much earlier than, than often kids are given credit for. And even yeah. if they don't understand it at, you know, z minus two months or whatever, and or two years old, the fact that you're kind of in the habit of being real with them and being honest mm -hmm. and, and using it as a learning moment, you know, whatever yeah. comes up. And then as they understand more, they'll engage more, you know, maybe at one, they're like, what, you know? <laughs> What do you mean I should be aware of like the body language of that kid? You know, maybe they don't pick yeah. it up then, but later, you know, it gets in. It does get in. So that's really cool that you're doing that. And it probably helps her a lot even. And the meltdowns are great. I, when I was um, pre-mothering, when I was doing uh, body work and wellness um, mm. before coaching and traveling the world, I remember that uh, I had a friend whose daughter was rolling around on the floor at four, as I recall and just having a tantrum. And I said, why aren't you more stressed about this? And she said, I'm really glad she's getting her stress out. You oh, know, so I'll cool. cuddle her when she's ready. But, you know, her teacher mm -hmm. said, super, this is, she needs a way to get it out. You know, she doesn't yeah. necessarily know unless, you know, maybe she's lucky to have a mom like you who, to do yoga mm -hmm. or to do breathing or things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and, you know, that's important. But I, that, that Daisy has that is so great. Uh, we have a yoga teacher well, not anymore, but there was a woman, Yana, she was on the podcast because I love her because we did a, an exchange. I did coaching for her and she said, oh, how about I do some home sessions? So since cool. Ella was, you know, before she was born and then after she was born, we did these sessions and I didn't really, sometimes it didn't look like she was that into it or involved. And mm -hmm. then one day, you know, she, the Yana left and two days later she said, mommy, lie down, oh. close your eyes namaste or her version of namaste I don't know what she said namie or something like that and then she was going taking me through the breathing and you know she oh, was doing so something good. with her hands I didn't even know what Yana was doing with her hands because my eyes were closed and I suddenly thought mm -hmm. how much of this is her and how much is that is Yana and, and I found some of it was mixed so it was really I think it's cool, cool that um, kids can really get a chance to be a part of that so you know um, how often do you guys do you guys do some yoga together each week or each month or yeah I mean it's it's not so I guess scheduled or formal like I always no. have a mat down just because I do the morning class and she'll come out afterwards sometimes she wants to be a part of it at the end so she'll run out and like you know she has her own little routine just like yours yeah. she she knows all the moves so she'll <laughs> say I do this one then this one then this one then this one and then we're done you know <laughs> yeah. they're much faster aren't they like yeah. Okay, hour and a half, no chance, mommy. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not at all. So, so yeah, she loves to do it and, and she loves to sort of make her own routine with it. I think, you know, the most sense I can make out of it, it's like learning the alphabet. She has these like 10 moves that she loves to do and she'll put them in different orders and order me around. So she's not shy with that. So she's she's much more of a, a teacher than I am. She's like, no, you got to do it like this and I'm on this side for this one and you're on this side. We hold this hand and then we do the other side, you know, so... You know, I just follow along. <laughs> I, I think there is a powerful set of girls coming into this world. And oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm seeing some sort of mellow boys and some intense boys as well. It's not just girls. But um, this younger, I don't know, sector of kids that's coming up. Ooh, you know, my husband and I will say, wow, boundaries, power, leadership. Yeah. 
in, insightfulness, oh. you know, paying attention is whew, blowing my mind. I'm so curious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get our girls I, I together. Imagine what they can do. <laughs> oh, I know. I guess they're the alpha generation too. I think that name is quite cool. So, I all right, <laughs> we got lucky with them. <laughs> I said, yeah. Well, it's funny what you were saying earlier. I was saying to Mats as well, my husband. I said, I think we just it's our job to you know, support and honor and help them to grow what they're meant to do in this world. Keep them from dying until they get yep. to that point when they can, <laughs> they can do it, you know, on their own and, and put it out into the world. You know, it's not our job to shape them and push them in the direction that we need. Yeah. It's not really our job. So I think with the alphas, that's not an issue. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. I feel with that. I've kind of knew, figured that out from day one with her, like, you know, like same, same with yours, they're doing their thing and we just have to make sure they don't, you know, get beat up too bad from, from our fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. You fell off the, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. And those moments happen too. And they, you know, make them stronger, you know, to some degree, but it's also how we manage it, I guess, in the moment. Yeah. Um, I think that that was the, the biggest lesson, you know, in, is just allowing imperfection and, and the mistakes and not, well, not trying not to feel too guilty about it, but it still comes up, you know? Oh my gosh. To do I, things better, we, say things better, manage better. <laughs> Especially when you're working and doing something. I mean, you're doing yoga, at least. I'm doing, you know, coaching and trying to do things online that I'm not always good at. And I feel like, oh, I should just be playing in the yard with you right now. Yeah. And I do that too, but. <laughs> you know. I know, we're all figuring it out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What do you think is the, the easiest? What's been the easiest? Like just flows. It just makes sense. It doesn't, it just feels like you're using your gifts in this world. Like the, yeah, the, I think the most yeah, with, aha with her, moment most recently or something. Oh gosh. Yeah. I think with her just, just, you know, doing things together, you know, that, that I normally would be doing. It's not, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I feel like I grew up in a completely different space and time continuum than I have now. Like you know, my mom was, you know, including us in things, but, but we were in the, in the woods in the middle of nowhere. So we would just go outside from morning until supper time and then come back yes. and then eat dinner and <laughs> eat everything on your plate and then bed, you know, so it's, it's different now. I think, you know, we have this different kind of culture and lifestyle where you can be involved with the kid and, you know, you can talk to each other and have this whole thing. So with, with Daisy, you know, we just, we play, we do like, you know, we have a repertoire of things that we were able to do here, you know, especially right now we have like the tent and we have, she has a little seat on the bike. So we go out for a bike ride. That's new. We got that. She loves that. Oh, so that's yeah. another chance to go outside in a very easy kind of safe way. And, um, you know, we play here, we read books. So there's all these different things that we do together or do yoga. Um, but really just letting her kind of lead the way. And honestly, if, um, you know, if somebody told me, oh, you'll do, you know, whatever it's called, like, you know, not to be too formal, but like child led learning or whatever these things are, I'm like, oh, that's so, you know, hokey or hippie or whatever. And even though I'm like that, but now I feel like it, it just, it just makes sense. It's normal. Like, of course I'm there to guide and we're going to eat lunch and we're going to eat breakfast. We're going to eat supper and we're going to play during the day, but I can let her decide if she wants to go in the tent or if she wants to read books for this moment that we have together. I don't need to be controlling about that. <laughs> So for me, all of that, let her kind of decide, but, you know, make sure she gets her proper food in and her, her veggies in and all this stuff and, you know, have, have time where I'm not completely hovering over her as well. We put some sticks out on our porch and she just kind of does little stuff with sticks. So, you know, we let her do that too. And, you know, she, sometimes she tells me to go away, which I think is kind of amazing. She's like, mama, go away. I'm busy. You know, <laughs> I get, uh, I want my alone time now. I'm like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I say that sometimes too. So I understand. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. Yeah. So it's just, you know, that, that sort of co, you know, habitating almost like having a tiny roommate is like, kind of <laughs> it's the three of us together. And that's been kind of awesome. And just letting the sort of the rhythm of the day go back to that frontier life where, you know, we used to have a babysitter over after she went to bed and we'd go out to dinner and now we just go to bed and that's so much nicer, you know, in so many ways. And of course, I think we'll go to dinner occasionally with friends again, but, you know, maybe we don't need to go out all of the time and um, sort of burn the candle at both ends. So just yeah. excited to keep the early bedtime, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, the early bedtime thing, you know, when I don't, yeah, 
exactly. I'm kind of, uh, we, we lived right in the middle of the city before and we would always like, okay, we're gonna go meet friends because, you know, it's a nice night. And now it's like, oh, okay, it's nine o'clock. Gonna sleep now or watch a little yeah. bit of Netflix after she goes to sleep and whatever, you know, it's uh, easy. Not, not necessarily always together, but you know, somehow. Um, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a different, <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love how you, I, I, it's funny that what you were saying about child led parenting and whatnot. Do you have it happen to where sometimes, you know, somebody puts something up on Pinterest or Instagram or wherever where you're, you're seeing things. And I'll say to myself, Oh, that's a thing. Like I just do that. You know, like I didn't know that was <laughs> right? a parenting style. Like I just thought that yeah, seems exactly. natural. Yeah. Like it seems natural that you want to build your kid's confidence by, letting them decide things sometimes or, you know, not having to be so rigid or have lots of activities that are off of some website that sometimes mm -hmm. it's exhausting to put all that together. Maybe you just cook and you let them take part in it or you yeah, are either. doing gardening and they, it's all just learning through life and activities through life. And actually those are the memories often that, you know, you remember the best. It's not that time that mom made, you know, slime from that Pinterest post that was then a sensory activity, which those are cool. I'm not putting them down. I love them. And when yeah. she was little, they were fun. And sometimes they still are fun. But it's that we made, you know, you know, we cooked rhubarb together. And then we put it cool. on the ice cream that we made from the coconut milk. And we, you know, then we picked yeah. strawberries out of the garden that we planted ourselves. Like those little moments that are teaching moments is just... Um, it makes it seem easier in a way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's too much pressure to be, you know, super mom and do all these things. And then at the same time, show it to the world through social media, like how perfect you are and how beautiful and groomed everybody is in your house and how there's no mess. Or if there is a mess, you're showing vulnerability and then you have to show how you fall apart perfectly. And yeah, I'm hoping this moment in time can maybe dissolve that a little bit because I just, you know, I know I can not look at it, but it's kind of like a train wreck. You have to look at it when it goes by. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I just, you know, here my friend has a, is a, a musician and she plays a DJ set every day at one o'clock on um, Instagram. And, you know, at first I was like, Oh, Daisy's not going to like this music. It's kind of like dance music or whatever. So I just put it on and she loves it. She went nuts. Like, I'm like, we don't have to play the row, row, row your boat or the wiggles oh. or any of that stuff with her. She's <laughs> like, give me the dance music. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> maybe it's a lesson for me and I can do the things that I like to do and see if there's any interest there. And if there isn't, then yeah, maybe we could do something else, but you know, just being a little braver with taking the chances of, well, I feel like going on a bike ride. Maybe I could ask her if she wants to go too, instead of being like, you know, is this going to be good for her? And is this going to be an Instagrammable moment? And just leaving the phone at home and just being like, the world is not going to see how perfect of a parent I'm being right now. And like, thank God I'm not being obnoxious for five minutes. <laughs> you know, I'm participating in that. So I think we all fall in that trap. I mean, even yeah. when we, you know, I was, I was just even looking at my own tagline on our website the other day, raw, real, and unfiltered. I'm like, I filter. Come on, let's get real here. Like, I don't always <laughs> feel like I can say everything and show everything. Sure. Does my Instagram show all the messy hair and the paw prints on the front of my shirt and, you know, <laughs> the, the scream because someone's come in for the hundredth time while I'm peeing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't happen often, but, you know, it's not going on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so that's, that's super real. And... <laughs> And I love it's that so hard to be it. perfectly imperfect, you know. <laughs> no, it is, and and yeah. and it's uh, yeah. You just kind of get in. I don't want to say we get in a rut, but we get in the habit of sharing, sharing, sharing. I think I saw some some teen flick that I watched, you know, while we were moving just to decompress. And there was a moment where this girl said, "Mom, can you just like not be? I don't know what she said, but something like like not doing something for your audience, like." not taking a photo of it, not be in the Instagram followers influencing moment and just be with me. And yeah. I thought, oh. oh, so once in a while that flashes up and I think, yeah, you yeah. know, just being present and leaving the phone at home. It feels weird, <laughs> but it feels good yeah. and at the same time to be really super present. And um, I think that's really the ultimately the best gift we can give ourselves and our kids, you know, is just being super present in our lives. And we actually, for a long time now, it's been um, since I was a stepmom back, I don't know, seven years ago, um, I started doing non-electronic days with our family. Mm. And we've done it a little bit less, but 
uh, because we're trying to stay connected to the world sometimes. But it feels really good to disengage, yeah. leave the phone at home, leave all of that and just be. And it, and it clears yeah, I mean, the mind and body. Yeah, we had the 90s body. to practice. You yeah, know, exactly. Every decade before that. <laughs> exactly. What happened before that? You were with whoever you were with. You made yeah. plans and you showed up. Went you there. <laughs> cancel at the last minute or change, you know, make the plan at the last moment. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's very different. And I think that, yeah, it's important. You know, you never know, like, what happens if the, um, we have to learn to do that because there could be a day when things aren't working in the way that they do now, just like we've had when they were, you know, we had blackouts. We had fires and we were evacuated. And then we had blackouts for wow. 14 days. We hardly had internet, no electricity. Wow. And it was like one of those sci-fi movies where, whoa, yeah. what's happening here? And then this <laughs> happened and you think you can manage life and be in life and so in a much simpler way than we sometimes realize you know or allow yeah. ourselves to realize so um yeah i know uh, i'm trying to get back to more of that and just i i you know i i need that balance more because it, it does feel so good just to you know just be and then if you really feel like you want to share something then fine <laughs> you know <laughs> but only for me i think that i want to be accountable with myself to you know just only if I really, really want to. And why am I, why am I sharing this? Is it something, I mean, I kind of just switched my Instagram to all the live yoga classes and that's it. Like I don't really need to show much else. And then, you know, that video that I think you saw was, it was just thinking about everybody that's done yoga with me online and how I've never had them over. And I'm like, this is weird. So I started making a video of like, here's my toast that I eat in the morning. And here's how I put on my like organic makeup. And then I'm like, that is so stupid for me. I know other people do that. And it's more real for them. But for me, I just felt like I was trying to be like, why am I doing this dumb video? Nobody's going to care. And then I thought, oh, well, it would be really, it would feel good for me to just open the door. And if people want to come in and just see how we live and, you know, I, pl we played the music on, we got this harmonica the other day and like started playing the music. I'm like we can make our own music even. It's just <laughs> fun. And it felt, you know, I was like, I don't care if one person watches this video or three, you know, so it's, you know, it's just sort of, you know, with that spirit of doing things that make me feel like I put something out there that I, that I, that was fun for me to make. And then I feel like that's, that's the shift that I'm sort of looking to continue instead of just, oh, well that, that kind of video really works. So let me do 10 more of those or, you know, a training in Berlin was awesome. So let's go back 10 more times this year. So it's sort of like, you know, just because something's working and, um, checking off all the boxes doesn't mean that it's working for me, I guess, in that way, or working for anybody else in a better level, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that's, that's really insightful because um, you can, going with what works makes, I mean, it's what you do, you know, yeah, that works, let's do more of that. It's very, um, I want to say left brain and the right brain is more like what feels good, you know, like let's, let's um, make sure everybody's accounted for in the, you know, in the rumor, so to speak, like that you're, everybody's happy. And I think that, um, I listened to you and I'm thinking oh, that reminds me so much. I was in an accelerator course last year and um, with Kathy Heller and she brought in all these ladies and they were talking about their experience basically from zero to, you know, seven figures. And mm. one lady of all the amazing people that were sitting there talking, you know, over the over the weeks, this one woman who has this beautiful business. I don't know if you know Emily McDowell. She does these great cards and, and sort of graphics oh. and um, and it's very real. She's kind of the one who did something like a Valentine's Day card, like, uh, hey, I don't know what I'm really supposed to write here. We don't know each other that well, but I really like you, but don't want to say I love you. Like, it's just like really lots of words and That's very cute. real. And I loved it. But she said something that really struck me. And I've been every once in a while pops up, which is, you know, you get um, you have to be really careful that you want to be successful. You do all these things to be successful and have things work. But she's basically said that she's completely overwhelmed like it's just mm -hmm. it's not um it's not the life that she wants it's the mm -hmm. she got the goal that she wanted <laughs> but she's overwhelmed she's not in the creative part anymore she's running the company mm -hmm. you know you probably know a bit about this since you're running oh, yeah. your, own, <laughs> your own thing like you know and you can get caught up in the things that have to be done and you miss all the good stuff mm -hmm. and um so I really felt she really struck something in my mind about you know we all work towards you know doing the things that work and kind of keeping things in motion in a good way, in a way that's serving people, but at the same time, like, how does it feel to be inside of it? Like, what is, you know, mm -hmm. coming back to what we talked earlier, which is like, what's my priority or what, how do I want to feel in my life? And I, I mean, you're just getting, I think there's so much wisdom in 
And that woman, I, I mean, I feel similar things happen to me. Like, you know, you go from this idea stage to, okay, now it's working at this big business. And then you all of a sudden hate so many aspects of it and kind of blow it up in some way and then start again. And then it inevitably, it's like the matrix over and over. But I think they're like, the magic is in starting again. And I think that's, I don't know. It just, you know, I, I, I try to find examples of that and, and different people doing different things. And there's so many cool business stories about people that they're happy when nobody cares about them. (laughs) And then the more people start caring about what you're doing, the the more the happiness level goes down. And then so ultimately you have to, you know, smash it and then go back to a new place and sort of build that up and, and maybe build up different, different ways to do it. So yeah, I feel like I've been in my own matrix cycle of that like three or four times and I'm still trying to, you know, learn the new lesson of, you know, of that, because it's inevitable when you're, when you're doing something and it's working, it is going to get bigger and grow. And so you're going to have different responsibilities and it's not a bad thing, but you're going to lose that, that time when nobody, nobody called you or emailed you for 10 weeks. Cause nobody knew who you were. You know? <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> cared. So you don't have that. So then you have to recreate that somehow or figure out just maybe how to power down and, and force yourself to have that time. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look her up because that's, I think there's, there's such a great wisdom in that and in being successful and then changing it and starting again and maybe changing it and starting again yeah. and that, and maybe having the beauty of just starting again all the time. I don't know, but well, it's in, thanks it's for in, that. No, I, I, well, I, I have been driving my family nuts now and then because I, I love going to other people's events, you know, their challenges cool. and their coaching and their courses and things. And because I'm, you know, I'm looking at what I want to put out there in the world that makes sense for my soul, my family and Mm. people out there. Like I want it to make sense and not be another thing that just, you know, whatever. So one of the things that came up like this that I'm talking about, I realized, you know, there's a um, woman named Grace Lever. She's in Australia. I work with her. There's Kathy Heller. She's in L.A. There's this woman, Emily McDowell. Maybe there's a couple more. And the, the common theme that I keep hearing, and it's not like a main part of their content, Tara. I'll tell you, it's not like they're announcing this all over the world. Like, by the way, I built this empire that's driving me nuts and is exhausting me. Mm, right. but, but it comes up in the conversation and I, I yep. keep seeing it and it makes me check myself. Like, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I would love to have a conversation with certain, you know, celebrities and suit, but I really want the, the real people as well, like just the regular mm-hmm. people. And we, but the bottom line is we are all regular people. We are mm-hmm. all people who want to be connected with the people that matter to us, have time and space for ourselves and create something that, that helps ripple out some light in the, in the world. But it, it gets jumbled up with all the things that have to happen for, you know, all the, all the mechanics of it. And it's just so interesting to me that in the last year, I've really noticed how many people have basically said the same thing. Like there's like, be careful, be careful what you ask for, because, you know, you want to create great effect and impact and at what cost and how do you manage that so that you can still have the joyful and um, inspired life or the kind of look forward to it, you know, Monday mornings. Uh, I think there's, you know. Uh, we don't all have to have a near-death experience for it to happen, but there is something that happens that, that uh, I hope happens earlier rather than later for each of us where we kind of go, whoa, <laughs> the, the car yeah. is speeding along and <laughs> slow down. I don't even see the scenery anymore, you know, like that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. So, right on there with you. <laughs> so I'm trying not to get there, but I think those moments happen too. I notice it with my daughter and I guess I'm thankful for the outspoken alpha girls who like, mommy, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's just turn that off. <laughs> I miss you. Like, what am I doing? That's true. Right. Um, oh my gosh. Oh so my good. Gosh. So, gosh, I have to say, Tara. Like, I feel like I just made a friend here. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Next please time keep I'm in allowed touch. to be this in New York. Great. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I yeah. Come have visit. family and good friends um, in New York. Uh, in fact, my oh, cool. one of my dearest relatives. She actually just died, but she was 101. She just died. I used to come there to see her. She's in a in the Latin district. I don't remember the exact. Oh, name. amazing. Yeah, cool. but anyway, but a really good friend of mine and my dad lives in upstate in the Catskills. So oh, amazing! Have oh, to connect Catskills at one so point. Beautiful. But I'm not supposed yeah. to get off the call without asking you about your current project. <laughs> so, no, it's but fine. I feel this like is, I'm just is, sitting here with a friend so and I'm enjoying already. it so much, like another mom and person creating and down to Yay. earth. So it's so fun. 
Um, so tell me a little bit about the National Geographic um, yoga thing, how it even started and, and um, what the fun part is. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, they, they contacted me and I thought it was a joke because obviously, like everyone else in the world, I'm a huge fan of National Geographic. I mean, who isn't? And um, they contacted me about this project to, to sort of be the yoga expert on the book and it's a book that they were creating themselves and to write the foreword. And they even wanted a picture of Daisy and me doing yoga in it. And I'm like, this has got to be a joke. I should just delete this email. <laughs> so, one of those scams. Like, is there a camera somewhere? Yeah, waiting you know, for me like to get when excited? good things happen, you kind of wonder, is this really happening? So, so yeah, it was just a, a really easy, you know, easy to work with them. So grateful to be able to do this and be a part of it. And, you know, I got to help simplifying the yoga instructions. So it was easy for everybody to do and um, and the pictures of the animals are so beautiful and I thought it was you know such a great concept I mean I don't think it's new yoga and animals together but how they put it together with poetry and you know showing a giraffe reaching up tall and then having the little instruction match that and the pictures of the children are great and they're super diverse you can kind of see yourself and any little kid there and I think that's really great too. I mean, I, I grew up in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. So my dream was to meet people that look different than me. <laughs> so now, you know, I get to do that, but Daisy can do that as well and see all the different children in there. And it's, you know, it's really meant for parents and kids or older brothers and older sisters or caregivers or whoever's around the little ones to do it together. So, you know, the kids can do it and the, the, the older kids can do it and just feel better together and sort of level the playing field between like mommy time and kid time. So it's sort of a, a together project. What do you, what would you suggest to people as far as the, um, the best or from your experience, like the best way to utilize the, the book? I mean, I, I imagine that we, Ella and I will, we, we've been waiting for our book, so we didn't get a chance to touch it yet. Oh gosh, yeah, sorry, I think the mail. <laughs> don't, the mail's a little weird and wonky these I days, know, and that's totally yeah. fine. But I, I mean, I saw, you know, some of the pages when I looked through digitally, and uh, I imagine that we'll go through the book, because she loves, like, sign language book and yoga book, and like, oh, cool. so I imagine going through the whole book first, because she'll want to see, like, kind of get the foundation. But after that, like, what do you... What have you done? Like, what do you think is the best way to engage with your kids and to do it, whether you're a caregiver or a parent or whoever? Yeah, well, I think you know this generation and I think this generation just takes the lead, you know? So, I mean, Daisy just opens up the book and, you know, I'll help her turn some of the pages if she wants, but we just go through like front to finish and sometimes she'll skip over something, go to another one, but it does kind of work from, you know, standing and more energetic things down to, nice. you know, crocodile and a little nap and all of those things. So, so it has but a yeah, flow, it has a flow like a yoga class a bit. Oh, okay. yeah, a little bit. I mean, they're individual poses like the animals, but you know, it, it does go from like this, the standing ones upright to the gorilla kind of forward bend and a balance like a flamingo, but you're working your way down. So if you wanted to kind of do them sequentially, that makes sense too. But I mean, you know, our, our little girls are just going to pick up a page and go, I like that one, <laughs> you know? so, which I think is great too, you know? So yeah, Daisy definitely, she likes them all and loves looking at the pictures of the animals. I think that's, you know, the best part. And then knowing that she can do something that's like them, I think is just so cool too. That's super cool. I, I know from traveling, like when we got to see some, not all of these animals, we haven't been to Africa yet together, but, oh, but when yeah. you go, you know, kids like to connect, you know, with these wild things. They're so beautiful and, and National Geographic. Oh my gosh gorgeous photos like you said I saw a couple of them <laughs> the leopard or something um how long do you think that it takes to get through the book like well I guess every age would be different <laughs> yeah yeah depending <laughs> on the attention span but you know if you go through the whole thing I think you know depending on how much you're playing around but I think you know 10 15 maybe 20 oh, okay. minutes if you're really taking some time with it cool. but um but yeah it's it, it can be That's quicker good. you can kind of you know, do them a bunch and kind of go back and read again and do the things. So, so yeah, it's definitely something that's just kind of sitting out on her toy bookshelf and she kind of pulls out and, you know, has it as <laughs> one of her repertoire of things that we do around here. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. And how do you, you said that, um, as well, how do you, um, what is a good suggestion for people like if they're going to one of your YouTube videos or something or they're coming to your your 8 a.m. Instagram if they were to bring their kids like what's a is there a trick to get your kids to engage more with a screen versus <laughs> versus oh, live you know because I, I, I know Ella has a <laughs> it's super challenging well, I think, gone you, to, know, you know 
Daisy, I don't, I don't know if this is an everybody, every kid thing, but you know, she originally hated the thing like FaceTime with grandma and grandpa. She thought it was annoying. She wanted to know like where, why can't they come here? And now, you know, when she's done, she's done. It's sort of like you, I can't bring her back if she's on to the next thing. So I've just kind of <laughs> let it go. And if I'm doing something and she's a part of it, that's cool. If she, you know, checks out and moves on to something else, I just, I, I let it be as well. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, I've, I've talked to some friends with older kids who, you know, they're suffering through all of the online school and they feel bad because their kids are now in front of these screens all the time. And a lot of the moms have worked really hard not to have. Oh yeah. I'm there with them. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm all for it. If there's a screen and Daisy doesn't want to have anything to do with it, even if it's a yoga class, you know, I'm not going to force her to do something healthy. That's, you know, on a, on an iPhone or something like that. But, um, but she does enjoy it and she likes to, to see her friends and see her grandparents and she does like to do some of the yoga classes and she loves my friend who, um, their name is Sophie Tucker, the DJ at 1 p.m. and whatever, Sophie does like her hair differently every day and sometimes she'll want me to put like a barrette in her hair that's the same color. So, you know, she'll see it and she kind of knows that, you know, well, Instagram Live, it's a little bit different. At first she wondered, well, why can't they see me and why isn't she talking to me back? I'm talking to her. So, and I honestly, I don't want her to know all this stuff yet. Yeah. Like, oh, and this, <laughs> this social media, this is how it works. And on this one, you know, no. we're not doing TikToks or any of that. Like, I'm just not cool enough to keep up. I'm like, can I just stop myself at Instagram and then just excuse myself <laughs> from the rest of it as, as the more things come along and maybe even pare down. But, but yeah, so I, I'm glad that she has healthy boundaries with herself. I mean, when she was little, I used to take more pictures of her. And one day she said to me, like, stop taking that picture. Like, not no pictures right now, you know, like a little celebrity. And I'm like, oh, check. Like, you, you think this thing is annoying. It is annoying. Let me put it down. So since then on, I'm like, that was a real moment for me when I just decided this isn't, I have enough pictures of her. We take pictures at least once a week, you know. Yeah. How many pictures do we have when we were kids? Like four? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh. Someone asked, like, put up a photo of you when you're eight. You're like, oh, um, uh, is there one where I actually look okay? Because they didn't get 200 tries, you know? Yeah, yeah. we have, like, our school photo and then maybe a few and a photo album somewhere, you know, exactly. those awkward ones. But, yeah, which is fine. It's it's There's there's enough content there for when they get older. So, no. yeah, we, we actually print out a book every year for her, just like of the like a paper book on one of those websites. You can do that. Yeah. So I just do that in case, you know, the digital goes away or something, or I drop my phone or the iCloud disappears yeah. or whatever. So I just, <laughs> no, <that's> you know, <laughs> we were just talking about the other day. We're like, we have 30,000 photos. Oh, holy crap. You know, <laughs> like what if we on digital, but what if that crashes? Oh, it won't. But what if it does? Yeah. So, yeah. They're all anyways, floating around you... somewhere up there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it sounds, I, I think what you were saying to her, I love how you're respecting Daisy's her boundaries basically around that. Cause I know that Ella also would sometimes say, you know, enough pictures. And I even ask her now on Instagram, do you mind if I put this up? You know, oh, that's cool. I try not to put up anything too embarrassing, you know, for her. And she'll say, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I also cool. like what you were saying. And I, I hope uh, whoever's listening, you can kind of listen to this, especially when we were talking about the yoga piece, if you're taking a class is that, you know, respecting what your kids, uh, mm -hmm. they, they know their bodies, they know what they're into, and it's really about the parents, it's us letting go of attachment. Like, oh, we were going to mm -hmm. do this class, I see a lot of kind of um, wasted energy <laughs> in, yeah. you know, we were going to do this, you know, and yeah. <laughs> then getting frustrated that either we paid for it or we made the time to do the Zoom or whatever right. the attachment is, um, just flowing with it. I think actually in general as parents, if we can flow with the moment as much as possible, life is so much easier. So it's great yeah, that you're that's doing that. Yeah, such good advice. <laughs> I definitely need to hear that all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be a constant reminder. Even putting up a note doesn't work because you kind of don't see it after a while. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. So, Tara, I don't even want to get off the phone, but I have to at oh. some point <laughs> get back to our lives. You got to call me again. We'll, I, we'll, we'll catch up. And, we have yeah, to. I, I would love that. I'd love to be friends. Yeah. I would like that a lot. Can I ask you before we go, like, what would be one what would be your advice to parents? Maybe they're as, let me try this again. What's something that you'd like to leave us with? Is there one question I didn't ask you that you'd love to answer or um, a piece of advice you want to give parents that are doing yoga with their kids or just being in existence with their kids with a business or 
What oh, calls gosh, to well, you? You can answer any I, of that. Whatever kind of comes up. I'm just throwing things at you. That's good. That's good. Like spaghetti. I love it. Um, well, I think that, I mean, the one thing, I, I wouldn't say I figured out anything, but the one process that seems to be fruitful for us is um, moving moving with ease and sort of um, dropping rigidity and tension around everything, whether it's playing with her or you know, business or balancing things. It's sort of, if I, if I notice my, just my everyday movements are easy and graceful, then I know that I'm moving in alignment with myself. If I notice that I'm bumping into chairs more often then I know that I know something's going wrong in here and it's coming out in my body. So, I mean, that's the, the main how of how I like to share yoga is moving with ease and listening to yourself and moving in harmony and all of these things. I, I mean, I think that's why I lead yoga because I saw so much of the older styles of yoga being really tense and rigid and you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it this way, you're wrong and respect this guru. And it was like the Catholic church for me all over again. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so, you know, I, I know that the East Asian cultures and the books of Tai Chi and, and everything in Ayurveda, they say, move in harmony with nature, move in harmony with yourself. So I just use that as a guidepost for myself. And I know when I'm naturally feeling a little more awkward or a little more anxious, a little more jerky, that something bigger's off. And I need to find, find my way back to that ease and that harmony. And for me, that just comes with, you know, carving out that time to practice, slowing down, paying attention to myself, moving in my body away where I'm being good to myself. I'm not, you know, having that negative self-talk where I need to change myself and, become a better person and all of those things and just come back to moving in a bit more, a bit more natural way, being more like a tree instead of a, I don't know, astroturf. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to our very imperfect parenting podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IP parents. You can also write me at Ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.